Hello and welcome back to the 52nd episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bennett Leon, and we have our lovely co-host, Ashley Downing. <laughs> okay, so uh, guys, today we have a really, really awesome episode lined up for you guys, and this is our first video of the podcast as well, so that's a big uh, advance in the right direction, and I hope you guys... Woo-hoo! Uh, connect with it way more in this way uh, because and I really like it a lot because it's a more personal way for us to get to know you and for you to get to know us as well and how we think and like what kind of environment we live in right so let's go ahead and start it off and jump right into the topic of the day which is the the fuckery really that goes around in um, Washington DC and everything that's wrong with the current political climate that is in existence and that has been in existence for basically the country's inception. Uh, But it's morphed over time. And speaking of that, uh, there are some really influential leaders that have pushed us in the right direction. MLK was one um, of those leaders. Um, Abraham Lincoln was one of those leaders as well. Um, FDR moved the country in a, in a very positive direction. He was reelected four times, the only president to be reelected that many times. And he was the last progressive president that we had. And that was in the, like, uh, he led us out of the uh, Second World War, so that, that was the 40s. So that's when he died. But an amazing, an amazing <laughs> that's character. That's so right? crazy. I know. <laughs> so, but uh, we're going to start off with a video by MLK, one of those super influential leaders that everyone uh, talks about now and talks really highly of. But this dude was literally number one on FBI's wanted list. Uh, he <laughs> had many enemies in Washington, many segregationists uh, that were a part of that as well. Uh, so let's go ahead and play this video. I'm going to share my screen with you guys so you can check it out. So here we go. All right. <clears throat> so hope you enjoy. There's nothing new about poverty. What is new is that we now have the techniques and the resources to get rid of poverty. The real question is whether we have the will. We spend $322,000 for each enemy we kill in Vietnam while we spend in the so-called war on poverty in America only about $53 for each person classified as poor. I love that quote there at the end. I know. Um, I love that quote as well. And that's actually like 
a huge uh, thing for this podcast that I would love to talk about, actually. Um, so, God, I suck at this. <laughs> um, what is it not stop? Okay. Wow. Literally went away like three times. But the quote is, this country has socialism for the rich and rugged individualism for the poor. And that is tried and true. Of course, MLK was out there in the 60s talking about all these really crazy things that were going on back then. Um, all the injustices that were happening to people just based on the color of their skin rather than the content of their character, like he famously said in his speech, right? Mm -hmm. um, but um, any, any thoughts on like how everything how that has kind of progressed since then and how MLK, even though he was, of course, like a man that was very popular in the 60s, helped uh, lead the, the, the civil rights movement to where it is today, really. Um, like, and his influence on society. How, how right is he about the things that were happening then and like how reminiscent of, are those things to like what's happening now? Yeah, so not much has changed, right? <laughs> um, and I think that it's really important to note his uh, legacy and how many people hated him in that moment. And I mean, he was assassinated. <laughs> so, and um, Abraham Lincoln, which we also mentioned earlier, a lot of people hated him. He was assassinated. Um, regularly, we've had these progressive leaders um, who are persecuted for these kinds of radical ideas. And you hear this now with Bernie Sanders, everybody saying that, you know, his ideas are too radical, that America's not ready for Medicare for all or for, um, you know, all these socialism, quote unquote, policies that he, his, um, that a lot of progressives are on board on board with um and history has shown that these ideas are not radical these are ideas that have been around mm -hmm. for for so long and people have been striving for for decades um but we continue to live in this two-party system where neither party is um the democratic party has not been on board with progressive ideals um and progressive policies and they're constantly snuffing out those people who do actually make break into the party and want to these progressive policies um we saw it in 2016 we saw it again in 2020 with bernie mm -hmm. so um yeah and i like what he said at the beginning about needing um we needing a political and an economic shift in this country that's something we needed then and that's something that we need now mm -hmm. and it, it, it's extremely interesting to to know that like the amount of inequalities that existed then are even worse now and nothing has highlighted this more than the coronavirus crisis that we exist that we're seeing now with the well, with washington's response to this and looking at who they're really serving with this. And it's really telling that when they, they passed that bill, the stimulus uh, bill that's now a law, and it was, of course, passed and signed by President Trump, um, who, what that bill really does for Americans 
And really, what does it do for you? Yes, you get most Americans do get $1,200 and then you get a $500 credit if you have a, a kid, right? Or a dependent, right? But like, how much does that really help you? And it's both like Steve Mnuchin, which is the um, secretary, the secretary treasury, um, secretary of the treasury under President Trump, which is the one that's really like helping move this along and uh, may help make the deals uh, to get this done. He thinks that $1,200 is enough liquidity for you and your family to last 10 weeks. That's been documented, tried and true. Like you can look that up on YouTube. Like that's fucked up. Like that, and that's obviously disconnected. Like, and that's why you see tr over and over and over again in Washington. Like, not only are these people disconnected, they have no idea. Like, when uh, I remember watching them in front of like the Facebook CEO and anything to do with like technology, these people were asking absolutely ridiculous questions. Um, and that's what you see in like a really outdated, bureaucratic type government in which these people are only here because they serve. Uh, special interests and for that purpose they are re-elected at an alarming rate of over 90 percent even though congress has for decades and decades not um not had the approval of the majority of americans when it comes to yeah. issue after <clears throat> issue and it's t extremely telling that no matter how much americans want uh, gun rights or better health care in the case of like Medicare for all or universal health care or anything like that. Even though they want these common sense things to happen, it's very telling that our government doesn't do these things. You know? Yeah. Like as much as we want them, as much as we push them, as much as they're common sense to us, they don't they don't understand that and they're not pushing for that. And that's telling. That's extremely well, telling. Well, and I think that what it comes down to, and we have, we say this a lot, is we're given this illusion of choice. We're given this this um, idea that because you are able to vote for your these officials um, and the president of the United States, mm -hmm. that you have this option of who the next leader of the the country is going to be. When in actuality, and we can see this because from MLK on, even before we want, we people have wanted progressive uh, policies. They've wanted progressives in government, and it has not happened. Decade after decade after decade, a presidential nomination after presidential nomination. Um, so it's we're given this illusion that we have an option, and that mm -hmm. this this um, if we can just align ourselves with one of these parties these people have your best interests at heart. And that is, we're regularly proven wrong. Mm -hmm. So why do we keep voting for these two different parties? Why do we allow our, our government to, to tell us who to vote for? Because that's really what it comes down to. Um, especially, and we talked about this after Super Tuesday and, um, or we just talked about Super Tuesday last, a couple episodes ago, mm -hmm. The the person who has won all of those states is never has never lost the presidential nomination. Mm -hmm. So come on, I mean you've got to be you you've got to where is your head if you think that this is um, that that you had a choice where where is your head? 
we weren't, we don't have a choice. Um, our choice is to either this was the last suck it up and get on board or to decide that you're not going to allow them to let you, uh, to tell you who to vote for. I feel like 2020 was the last job for me. Like this me is too. only my second presidential uh, election that I participated in. And um, this is not what I um, wanted. Uh, I did not sign up to be a Democrat um, and to participate in the primary process and the election process just for my voice to get snuffed out by a bunch of bureau bureaucratic fucks that only serve the oligarchs and maintain the power that and, and the oppression that's been going rampant throughout American history throughout literally its entire lifetime. So well, exactly. And I think that people um, have constantly said to me, and it's honestly been a really big decision not voting for Biden um, because, you know, tr getting Trump out of office is a really big deal. This is what we really Huge. want. Um, mm -hmm. And so why not just come together with the opposition, vote Biden, get him out of the seat? Um, because I just feel like, and MLK's quote goes perfectly with this, we need a political shift in this country. And it's not happening by voting with your party. It's not happening. Um, we're constantly going back to that party's normal mm -hmm. um, instead of moving forward so yeah i'm with you unfortunately i think i've hashtag them exit exited uh yeah i honestly i can't continue with a good conscience a clear conscience keep voting for a system that keeps suppressing my vote and keeps suppressing the vote of so many like-minded people um, when it comes to just having a, a better country, a better, a more functioning country like that. That's what's common sense to us is not common sense to them and they will push it out and they will snuff it out. That's what Nancy Pelosi will do as much as you want to like her, <laughs> as much as she's likable and you want to call her mama bear uh, of the, the house. She's like, just she part is, of the establishment. Exactly. And she is working against you constantly. Chuck Schumer, the, the Democratic leader in the Senate, is working against you. Barack Obama, as much as you like him, I'm sorry to bring him up. I know he's the first black president. I liked him too. I promise, guys. Like, I, I drank the tea. Uh, I very much drank the tea. I loved Obama. I loved Me his too. family. Scandal-free, right? He seemed to, like, kind of take us out of that whole, like, um, recession that went on in 2008. Seemed like a great president. But really, guys, after learning all these facts about him over, over some time, you realize that he was just a pretty smile, but <laughs> really stabbing everybody else in the back at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and that's the kind of president that he was. And he, he does it very well. Like, he is still extremely liked um, and, and to the point where on Super Tuesday, you saw the, the influence that he had and there was articles written about how maybe this might be bernie sanders party after his performance uh, after the first few day uh first few primaries and caucuses of this primary process but really the entire time it never was yeah. whose was whose party is the democratic party it's barack obama's 
it's still <laughs> his party. And the, you can see that tried and true once again, uh, like I said, on Super Tuesday when he asked those candidates that were still in the race up until Super exactly Tuesday. Exactly what I was going to gonna say. And mm -hmm. you can see that in an, artic an article by uh, Political that came out very recently. Uh, I believe the title was Barack Obama wins the primaries <laughs> um, and his, his staff is documented and as talking about all these things like I'm not you might say I'm a hater you might say like I'm crazy like I'm a conspiracy theorist whatever the fuck you want to say but this it shit's happened. real mm -hmm. this shit's real you know and yeah uh, if you're choosing to ignore it then you're part of the problem I'm sorry to say it yeah well <laughs> Yeah. And it's so funny that you mentioned that you drank the tea because I remember when we first met, I thought that Obama was the bee's knees. I loved him. We're from, <laughs> I remember we're from my Chicago, face. for God's sake. We're yeah. from Chicago. Like, you can't live here and not like him. I remember, like, my favorite um, Apple meme was Obama dancing on pizza. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah, I really thought that he was great. Um, but the more that you learn about not just him, but other candidates um, or even just presidential um, nominee, presidential nominees, you kind of really get a sense for, and you learn who contributed to their campaigns. Um, you really start to get an idea of <clears throat> who they really are and um, who they really support. And, um, a, a statement that I always remember from my U.S. Congress class is you dance with that which brung you. Mm -hmm. And when you see the people who are contributing to their campaigns and you see the people who um, are the lobbyists that are behind them, it, it's, it paints a very clear picture of how they're going to make decisions when they are in office. So let's talk about how the two-part duopoly, how it literally creates the same effect and the, like, there really is no change. The, it doesn't matter who's in the White House, whether it's a Democrat or whether it's a Republican. It doesn't matter whether the Republicans are in charge of the entire Congress or whether they're not or half of it or not. It's literally the same outcome. Uh, you can see this in many cases. You can see this even with Obamacare's signature, like uh, his legacy really is um, Obamacare, right? But who is he competing against in 2012? Um, Mitt Romney, right? Mitt Rom Romney, Romney Care. Actually created Romney Care, which Obama based Obamacare <clears throat> on. You know? So yep. <laughs> it, it would have been the same outcome. These people are doing the same things over and over again. Uh, you're seeing Trump actually doing a better job with this uh, depression or recession, whatever you want to call it, compared to them uh, to Barack Obama. Actually, he is give he, Trump obviously gave away a shit ton of money, and so did Congress to um, special interests, to the corporations, to big banks, you name it. But they're also uh, they're also giving money this time at least to people, and they're at least somewhat the states are kind of stepping in and uh doing moratoriums on rent and mortgage um things like that Some. irs payments like they're help mm -hmm. they're somewhat trying to help uh and implementing uh ubi in somewhat like a one-time cash payment of 1200 um dollars is really only a band-aid you know yeah and, exactly but at least they're doing something obama didn't do shit for anybody in 2008 
he let uh, the people, he let five millions, five point uh, two million people get kicked out of their houses. Uh, yeah. He let the the banks take people's money after that. Uh, he didn't. He just gave away. Uh, I believe it was eight hundred billion dollars without any help for anybody else other than the biggest banks on Wall Street. Yeah. So like, like uh, this yeah, is the same definitely. outcome. You know, like Donald Trump's doing the same thing. Obama's doing the same thing. Like, well, exactly. And why vote why, for why, this? Why are you guys voting for this? And that's exactly what I mean. Why, when I say, you know, the, each party has their normal, and when you vote for that party, you're just bringing things back to their normal. And I, one thing that I hear a lot from people, um, this this voting cycle is um well let's just get things back to how they were with obama like that like let's just get things back to how they used to be um you know we might not we might not get a lot of progression but at least we can get back to before trump and <clears throat> i have to say um our economy is is doing well under trump how uh, maybe so social programs definitely those have been those have been cut unemployment rate it's actually really really tricky when you look at that i don't really think it's actually that much better um but it, it, there's there's not really a much sense in going back to where we where we were with obama i think people think that trump is this horrible horrible person that did all these horrible things and gr granted he's not the best president i would give you that i do not want him in office another four years however um, I don't think that by going back to the Obama era, that's going to save us. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's Obama only made it seem like it was a good time. It was once again an illusion. A pr like I like I said, like the, that's why I love saying that about him because he really was just a pretty face. The dude also was known as the deporter in chief. Deported mm -hmm. over three million people when he overwhelmingly got the latino vote in 2008 and in 2012 mm -hmm. these are democrats that are doing this these are now republicans borderline republicans maybe but they have a d they have a d in front of their names uh oh <clears throat> i think um, so i think that oh, they have a good i think they have good in their they have good intentions bennett so, to a certain extent i feel like to a certain extent, because I feel like at the same time, they're not stupid and they do those things purposefully. Even Barack Obama, I, I'm going to bring up Barack Obama again because this was reminiscent and I'm like, I'm conscious, like I was kind of conscious during Barack Obama's tenure as president. And I'm kind of comparing him against Donald Trump a little bit in this way. Of course, because Donald Trump is complete shit uh, when it comes to the environment. But I'm going to bring up Obama because everybody likes to think that he's the same. Um, when the Keystone, uh, the Keystone XL pipeline was going to go through, um, or I believe it was DAPL actually, the Dakota Access Pipeline, the one where the, mm -hmm. the, the water protectors kind of came out and like those tribes were all like assembled yes. and all, yeah. um, in Dakota over there. Yeah, I actually knew people who went there. <laughs> and like that was a really noble mo movement, right? Like they were protecting their water. There, there was like a sacred place for them. Like, you already fucked them over and over again over the years. Like, why take this away from them too? Um, but it's in the name of profits, oil, um, making deals. Washington is all over this as well. The lobbyists. As that, yeah, Washington once again. So, who do you think voted them in? 
but the, the point I'm bringing that. into this, the point I'm bringing, why I'm bringing that up is because Barack Obama took a very long time for him to do anything about that. And he eventually stopped it. Trump resumed it as soon as he became president. But what was notable is how long it took for Obama and how much pressure it took from so many different people in so many different ways. Uh, and the, the images of those people getting um, doused with um, pepper spray or like um, smoke or like getting beaten and stuff. People were like famous people were going out there and getting arrested. Shailene Woodley got arrested out there protesting. I know people myself that went out there and got arrested. So uh, it's very telling once again that neither party is on your side. Neither party is on your side at any point. Uh, and that's why this needs to change. You know, this whole system, this whole notion that uh, I'm going to vote blue no matter who. I'm going to vote the safe vote, even though it's going to like push it in the right direction. Like, no, you shouldn't be voting for incrementalism. Incrementalism is a losing strategy. You need to go all in or nothing, just like the Republicans did. That's why they won, because they demanded a different. America, the, a certain even though they were a small amount to them, they yeah. the Tea Party completely took <clears> over <throat> the Republican Party, and that's what the progressives has have been trying and failing over and over and over again to do. Why? Because we keep voting blue no matter who, and voting these neoliberals at the power that keeps suppressing the progressive vote and the progressive agenda. When it comes to, and it's not even the progressive agenda; it's the working people's agenda. This is the majority of America. We keep talking the about America, but this is the, in the interest. These policies are in the best interest of the majority of Americans, mo the majority of the workers in this country. So the, the plight, our plight, the progressive plight, workers' plight, it, it's all one and the same. But At least this, it should be. <laughs> But this, this system keep res is a cycle. And we need to break out of it. And our voting is literally the only thing we have, the only power we have over Washington and the people that we elect over there. It's because Absolutely. we elect them. And that's a power that was vested in us once again by the, the founding fathers. They wanted us to have that. Why? Because we hold the, the influence over Washington in that case. They would be scared of us. They would have to listen to us in that case. And they wouldn't have yeah. to deal with the kind of tyranny that, that they dealt with in, in Britain, in the UK, in Europe. Well, and I like to think of it as if enough, and especially because Democrats are making such a, a big, which it is, you know, this is a big election year for Democrats to try to get Trump out of the White House. But I think that if a lot, if they notice that a, a lot of people do not vote Democrat, um, I mean, that's the only way that they can see, whoa, maybe we are not aligning ourselves with the majority of Americans, which we are, are supposed to be trying to do. Um, so if we, if we feed into that duopoly, that duopoly. Oh boy, so, Bennett. So what well, should people do, Ashley? I have always been a third partier. Um, I think that that's a, a good option. Um, I don't, the only reason why I, why I waver in saying that is because 
I don't think that now is a time where a third party can actually win. I just want to have some sort of protest. So I don't want to vote Democrat. Um, but I have typically, I am typically a third party or so I would say vote third party. Um, I know some people who are going to write in Bernie Sanders on the Democratic ballot. Um, I'm not against that. I think that might be a good idea. I'm still debating how much I like Bernie for endorsing Biden and succumbing to the Democratic establishment. So I'm not sure if I feel like I want to jot his name in there, but. They're going to blame you, but uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, that's going to be my personal choice. I'm going to write in Bernie Sanders for you the are. sole purpose okay. of wanting to make the message heard that these, this progressive candidate, the leader of our movement up until this point, someone that I don't believe is the right leader, but nonetheless is for, uh, at, least, at least for the time being, of the progressive movement uh, in the United States. Bernie Sanders deserves, uh, this was his time to shine. He was going to win. I had $5,000 on him winning this primaries, uh, this primary season because I was that confident in his ability to be able to do so. Uh, and mm -hmm. he proved me right over and over again in the beginning, but I did not count on the level of corruption that uh, we saw displayed on Super Tuesday um, in the democratic process. Um, so that was very unfortunate for us to experience once again, but that's why I'm going to die the exit. And that's, well, I'm assuming the same reason why you are too, is because mm -hmm. the party is not in support of our, our plight. They're not in support of the issue. They don't care about us in reality. They care about just maintaining the status quo, main, uh, keeping their donors happy, keeping the system intact. Um, and keeping the profits steadily going to the top 1%, the oligarchs, which is why this exactly. podcast exists, because we need to talk about <laughs> to the things- To disrupt that oligarchy. <laughs> we need to talk about the things that the majority of the media does not talk about, that most people don't talk about, because this is the real side of politics that most people aren't aware of. And that's why yeah. they believe the things that they believe is because they are misled, they are misguided, they are consuming the wrong information that's pointing them in the wrong direction. Yeah. Or they're and listening to the wrong people, you know? Definitely. And I think that people need to realize that their vote holds a lot of power, a lot of power. Um, and that is not, that's not something that I am willing to give up to the Democratic Party. Absolutely. So um, I think it's a great place to wrap up this episode. So um, once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our first yes, video. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is super um, important to us. We cannot wait to keep doing this content for you guys. Let us know in the comments below if you uh, found this interesting, what you thought, uh, what your thoughts are of this, who's right, who's wrong, uh, who has a, uh, like, um, what really what you didn't know what you learned or whatnot so once again what you please, disagreed with yeah uh, <laughs> so guys um once again thanks for listening or listening and watching um and we will see you next time bye see you later and these are troubling times but of course we will keep our audience updated but i think this is a great place to wrap up 
So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of this podcast. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So please give us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Yes. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dogs, tell your cats. <laughs> Uh, to everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies Bennett and Ashley who update you on the latest and greatest in the news um, which we're happy to do of course follow us also on Facebook at the Oligarchy Disruptor you can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ash the Disruptor absolutely and also guys please do not forget to vote i know with all this coronavirus shit it's very easy to forget what's going on right now but um or what i mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background but over half the nation has not cast their vote yet so it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election, which we will go to face Donald Trump. So I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel about <laughs> that. So I'll go ahead, Ash. All right, everybody. Yes, don't forget to vote. Um, if you do not know where your polling place is, perfect website. It's called yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And it's very simple. Just type in your address, press OK, and your polling place will show up um, in the times that they're open. Again, that's yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And then, um, oh yeah, any questions you have about voting. So what your registration status is, um, if you can same day register to vote. I think a lot of states, um, actually I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election, but a lot of states have same-day registration. Um, if you w- aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome. And there's lots of questions. Uh, that's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys. All right, guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.